Congratulations. Hello, this is the first episode of Spurbs Herbs Chinese Formulas. Shurchan Dabutong, all-inclusive great tonifying decoction, presented by myself, Dr. Greg Sperber. We have a wonderful show today. We are going to actually be talking with my acupuncturist, my Chinese herbalist, because he had prescribed this formula to me, and I wanted to get his rationale for that. So we have a nice interview with Dr. Min Fan, as well as lots of information about Shirchuan Dabutang. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so we do not have a sponsor for today's show. Please support us, however, by using the Amazon banner ad on our homepage at www.spurbsherbs.com. That's spurbsherbs, S-P-E-R-B-S-H-E-R-B-S.com. That will really help us. If you are an acupuncturist, this podcast, as well as many others, are approved for CAB, California Acupuncture Board, CEUs, and NCCAOM PDAs at a reasonable cost, a very reasonable cost, actually. We are looking for sponsors for our podcast. If you are looking for effective, super-targeted, personalized advertising with an excellent return on investment, check out the advertising section of our website. Let's get into Shirchuan Dabutong. So let me try and get that correct with the 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 correct uh, tones on that. It's Shirchuan Dabutong. So Shirchuan Dabutong. So that's second tone, second tone, fourth tone, third tone, first tone. Shirchuan Dabutong. That is. The correct or somewhat correct pronunciation is correct as I can get it with the tone marks here. So the English translation for this is all-inclusive great tonifying decoction. That is what Shirchuan Dabutang stands for. Other names for this formula include ten tonic decoction, Shirbutang, all-inclusive drink, Shirchuan Yin, great tonifying all-inclusive powder. All-inclusive great tonifying power. Augmented eight treasure decoction. And some Japanese names include Juzen Taihouto, TJ48, and Juzen Taihoto. Those are all names for the same formulas. So what this classically does, the Chinese medical actions for this formula, include warming and tonifying the qi and blood. And that really is the category that it falls into, which is tonify qi and blood category. Indications include a wan complexion. So this word wan is an interesting W-A-N. And it kind of means pasty or um, white, you know, without color. That's a wan complexion. Fatigue. Reduced appetite, dizziness, listlessness, so just not wanting to do anything, dyspnea, which is trouble breathing, palpitations, which is a uh, feeling uh, of, of your heartbeat, spontaneous sweating, night sweats, cold extremities, spermatorrhea. So what spermatorrhea 
is an interesting term that's used a lot in Chinese medicine, which really doesn't have a lot of context in a Western point of view. Uh, basically, literally what it means is leakage of, of, of semen. Uh, I think it is probably best thought of, I've been told by some of my teachers, as a nocturnal emission, um, that it's unwanted emission of semen. Uh, which is uh, essentially a nocturnal emission. So if there's excessive nocturnal emissions, then that would be a potential use for this formula. A pale tongue and a thin and frail pulse. So really what we're getting here with all of this is this is about deficiency. There's a lot of deficiency going on here. The formula is also used to treat sores, especially those that do not heal. You can think of this as we don't have enough chi and blood to heal the sores properly. So for qi deficiency, one, this is a quote, for qi deficiency, one tonifies, tonifies using sweet herbs like renshen, baiju, so renshen ginseng, baiju attracted lotus, fuling poria, and gansao licorice. Sweet and warming, they augment the stomach. They have the ability to strengthen the transportation. So remember, transportation is one of the functions of the spleen as they all have the virtue of being thoroughly harmonious they are considered gentlemen so this is talking about one of the constituent formulas so what's really cool about this formula is it's it's uh, a combination of two commonly used formulas and a couple other herbs and one of those formulas is sejunzatang sejunzatang means four gentlemen and that's sort of the classic formula for chi deficiency and that's what we're talking about here that so they are considered gentlemen as they are all have the virtue of being thoroughly harmonious they are considered gentlemen that's why it's called sejunzatang the four gentlemen decoction and of the herbs that are in there the four herbs renshen baiju fuling and gansao renshen is considered the chief herb so sources differ on when this formula was first published one source said it was 1180 ce Another says it was in 1078 to 1085 CE in the Taiping Hui Minha Ji Ju Fang, the Imperial Grace Formulary of the Taiping Era. That has, to me, a little bit more credence, but it does add about 100 years as to when this was first published. And as I mentioned earlier, the category for this formula is tonified Qi and blood formulas. The ingredients, as we we mentioned earlier, include sejunzatang, which is um, radi ginseng radix, renshen. Uh, and that's usually done in six to nine grams. The one source I have is eight grams. Uh, and its main function is to tonify chi. There's attractor lotus, macrocephalae, rhizoma, which is baiju, which is used at 10 to 12 grams, and a, another... Uh, formulary says 10 grams, so they're, they're in the same ballpark, which again is part of the tonified chi category. We have poria or fooling. That's poria sclerotorium. Um, I'll get that right. Poria, uh, fooling, which is uh, used at 12 to 15 grams, though again, one of my sources says 8 grams. I think 12 to 15 grams is probably a little bit more usual. And it's in the drain damp category of herbs. We have glycerisre, uh, radix, preparata, which is jur gansau. So this is prepared gansau or prepared licorice. 
Uh, honey fried licorice is usually how it's prepared. And that's used in three to six grams. And again, one source says five grams. And that, again, is in the tonified cheek category. So we actually have, of those first four, three of them are in the tonified cheek category, and one is in the drained damp category. Uh, that drained damp there is to kind of protect uh, against the tonified cheese. Because when you tonify, you can create some potential for dampness. So the drained damp kind of balances that out. The next set of herbs is actually from another formula, which is called Siwutang, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. Siwutang means for substance decoction. And these ingredients include Romania radix preparata, which is Shu Di Huang. I shouldn't let me do those accents for Shu Di Huang. 15 to 18 grams. So there's a lot of the Shu Di in there. And we often do, by the way, Shu uh, Di Huang is the uh, the Chinese name for it, but we often shorten that to shudi instead of, and just not say huang. So 15 to 18 grams, and my other source says eight to 15 grams, so a little bit fewer, a uh, little bit smaller amounts. And this is in the tonify the blood category of herbs. We have Paonia radix alba, or bai xiao, which is 12 to 15 grams. Again, a lar relatively large dose. Uh, though the one source says eight grams. And again, this is part of the tonify the blood category. Another tonify the blood herb is Angelica sinensis radix, or dong gui, <coughs> excuse me, dong gui, 12 to 15 grams. Uh, 10 grams is my other source. So again, large doses of these herbs that are tonifying the blood. The final ingredient for Siwu uh, Tang is Chuangshang rhizoma, or Chuangshang, six to nine grams, or one source says five grams. And this is actually in the invigorate the blood category. So tonify the blood herbs can have uh, the possibility of creating stagnation. So we add in Chuangshang to invigorate the blood and balance out those tonify, uh, tonify the blood herbs. So we have in Siwu Tang, we have three tonify the blood herbs, and one invigorate the blood herbs. The other two herbs that make up, by the way, sure, sure means 10. So when we say all-inclusive, we're actually saying 10-inclusive. Um, but often, uh, if you know a little bit about Chinese, uh, 10, 100,000, 10,000, 10,000 myriad things are often used to be more encompassing than just the actual number 10. So it's translated as all-inclusive, great tonifying decoction, rather than 10. But there are kind of considered 10 herbs traditionally. We've discussed eight of them. The last two are cinnamomy cortex, or ro gui, which is used in six to nine grams, or uh, the one source says eight grams. Uh, and it's used for warm the, it's from the category of warm the interior and expel cold. So this is a very warming herb and is used to warm. So this formula warms. It tonifies chi, tonifies blood, and warms the chi in the blood. And this is the warming herb, the big the war warming herb. Other herbs are warming. This one's almost on the hot category. It's quite warming. And then the tenth herb is Estragali radix or Huang Chi which is very commonly used, astragalus. And this dosing is 15 to 18 grams. Usually astragalus is, is dosed at a higher than most herbs. So 15 to 18 grams is definitely within a standard dose. Our other uh, source says 15 grams, so right in there. 
And that is part of the tonify chi category. But it is also a bit on the warming side. And it raises things. That's one of its big functions. It's a very great, it's a great herb. Now there are two other herbs added, which are not part of those 10. Um, and these herbs are often added uh, into formulas, actually with a third herb, which is already in this. And they're added to kind of harmonize the formula and make it easier to assimilate, digest, and kind of balance out a formula. And they include Zingiberis rhizoma recens, which is Shenjiang, which is fresh ginger and comes from the category of warm acrid herbs that release the exterior. So even though it's warm acrid herbs that release the exterior, which we'd usually think about using uh, when we have a cold or some sort of external attack from a Chinese point of view. But ginger is also very harmonizing. And as we know, it prevents nausea and vomiting and all that. So it's used often. The, that's the three treasures in Chinese medicine are, this is one of those. We're going to talk about the other two in just a second. So the, the second one of these is jujube uh, fructus, which is da zao, which is uh, Chinese dates. It's Chinese dates or jujube. Sometimes they're just called jujube, but Chinese dates. And this is from the tonified chi category. And that is a very harmonizing herb. Again, these two, along with licorice, which is already in our formula in the six, in six gentlemen, the Sijunzitang, those three herbs are often added uh, sometimes all three herbs, sometimes one herb, sometimes two of them, but uh, they are added often to many form, many many formulas to help harmonize and help the the integration, the uh, digestion, and the harmonizing of the formulas. So those are very common herbs. So that's the those are the ingredients of our formula, Shichuan Dabutang. Let's talk about the administration of it. How do we? How are we supposed to take it? Uh, traditionally. Uh, you are, uh, it's said to coarsely grind equal amounts of the ingredients and cook six grams of the powder. And by cooking, it means, you know, boil them. Another source says take six grams as a draft, which basically means you take the powder uh, directly and then wash it down with three pieces of the Xinjiang, the fresh ginger, and two pieces of the Chinese dates, the Dazao. However, currently, it is usually taken as a decoction with the dosages specified. So we haven't really talked about um, preparations. We do. We have a, a podcast coming up that we're going to talk about different ways to prepare formulas. A decoction is one of those ways and is probably the most traditionally common way used in present day in taking herbs. And that's where we'll, we'll get into more details. But essentially, you boil them and you strain out the herbs and you drink the, uh, the, the boiled water, uh, you know, the water afterwards. And so that's a decoction. There are many, many other ways of taking herbs, but that is, in modern times, the most common traditional way of taking the herbs. And I say traditional because there are some very common ways of taking herbs these days that are not uh, uh, kind of traditional. You know, there's capsules and granules and all sorts of stuff. And again, we'll, we'll talk about these in future shows. Uh, the other thing to think about in administration here is we talked about Renchen being the chief herb of Sejunzitag, Sejunzitag, or Four Gentlemen Decoction. Um, that's Ginseng Renchen, very, very common, but expensive herb. So often, Dongchen, or Codonopsis radix, uh, 
which is just the 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 western name is Codonopsis. Uh, often two to three times of Codonopsis is used as a substitute for Rentia. This is very common. Um, isn't you know? Do we prefer Rentian? Yes. Do we prefer ginseng? Yes. Uh, but Dongchen and Codonopsis does have uh, on occasion some advantages to Rentian uh, and is very frequent substitution for it. Though because of this frequent substitution, Codonopsis isn't all that cheap these days either. Though it, deals, it does still remain quite a bit cheaper than the Rentian. So that's often used in in uh, in uh, instead of the Rentian, instead of the ginseng. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Although if you want a, a, a particularly strong formula, you stick with the Renshen. So as I've mentioned earlier, this formula is a combination of two formulas for gentleman decoction or Sijun Zitong and for substance decoction, Si Wutong, with the addition of Rogue, the Cinnamomy Cortex, and Astragale Radix, the Huang Qi. Huang Qi is described as being the quote, the first among all of the qi tonifying herbs. Now that's interesting because in my mind, Renshin has always been this, but Huang Qi does have special qualities of its own that Renshin just can't touch. It powerfully stimulates the qi dynamic. So it sets the body up for creating qi. It raises the yang, it raises the warmth. That's why I told you earlier, it, it raises things. And it disperses the blood and essences throughout the entire body. So this isn't a dispersal of get rid of the blood and essences. This is let's make sure this gets throughout the entire body. When we say disperse, we're talking about that in its transportation type function. So this is a really, really powerful herb at many levels and commonly used uh, for, for building chi, especially when it needs to be a bit warm, especially when there's some constraint uh, this is a, a really fantastic herb, and so it, and, and it does a lot of functions in the Shirtan Dabutang. Rogue tonifies the fire at the gate of vitality to assist the yang. So again, we have that yang function. And in this context, we're really kind of talking about warmth out of the yang. We'll, we'll talk more about yang and what that means in, in future episodes. Its warmth enters the blood to open the vessels and facilitate the movement of blood. And it stimulates the qi dynamic. Again, it stimulates the qi dynamic and transformation throughout the entire body. So this is a, a really great herb for warming, moving. Again, there's some movement aspects to this. But I, I like the idea it opens the vessels and facilitates the movement of blood. So it actually, if something's stuck or stagnant, this can help open that up so it's a fantastic herb for that that context very warm and so uh you know some some uh constraint needs to be used in in that context you need to make sure there's some cold or some during time in the environment where it is colder uh, my teacher when he he would prescribe this formula it was generally during the winter when it was colder so that it was it was pretty good Though sometimes he would do it in the in the summer and say the summer's warm already and this is a great way to add warmth. So, so a early twentieth century Chinese scholar Zhang Bin Cheng wrote in Convenient Reader of Established Formula. He says the tonifying properties of all herbs that receive the power of its warming nourishment are greatly increased. He's talking about Shirtuan Dabutang. Therefore, their efficacy 
is also greatly increased. What he's saying here, warming nourishment adds to the tonifying powers of all the other herbs. So their efficacy is also greatly increased. Not only yang deficiency, so deficiency of yang, but also yin deficiency can be warmed because without the yang, the yin cannot be generated. So this is a very standard sort of, I don't know if it's the same, but it certainly is. It's not really a rule, but it's something we know about as herbalists that you can't tonify the yang without tonifying the yin and vice versa to a certain extent. So this does help both. It is a yang tonifying side of it, but the yin should not be left out in this. We've already discussed Sejenzatang and the harmonious nature of its four. Let's get into Siwutang and talk about what its its formula is. So Siwutang is the primary tonifying blood formula, just like Sejenzatang is the primary tonifying qi formula. There are two nourished blood herbs, Shudiwang and Bai Shao directly support the yin and blood and help build it. So again, Shudiwang, Romania, Bai Shao is peony, and they directly support the yin and blood and help build it. So we've been talking about yang, and yet yin is important here. Yin and blood are related, and often they they are they help each other. So this these two formulas directly support the yin and blood and help build it. To tonify and invigorate the blood herbs, so we have those two nourish the blood herbs. We have Dongwe, which helps. So remember, Dongwe, we said, is actually part of the tonify blood category. But here, we're saying it tonifies and invigorates the blood herbs. And that's really Dongwe. That's a good description of what Dongwe does. Is it doesn't just tonify. It also helps move. And in this context, what we, we talk about is we it helps the chi of the blood. So remember, chi, we haven't gotten into a big, long discussion of what chi is. We will at some point. Believe me, that'll be a great episode. But chi, um, blood is considered like a very dense manifestation of chi. So chi of the blood, uh, chi and blood are very tightly connected. So Dongwei helps the chi of the blood and adds a moving component to the formula. And as we mentioned, the fourth herb in Si Wutang is Chuangchang, which builds and moves blood. So it builds and it moves blood. So it builds a little bit moves blood quite a bit it is a, a blood mover blood moving herb and it's very useful in that category so we have to nourish the blood herbs we have to tonify and invigorate the blood herbs and that's si wutang again a very nicely balanced formula so there is some commentary on shirchuan dabutang this formula is very commonly used for qi and blood deficiency uh, especially when there's more qi than blood deficiency with cold symptoms so cold symptoms are an important concept, concept here that there's some qi and blood deficiency and some cold symptoms. And we'll talk about that cold, those cold symptoms in just a second. A wonderful quote from the Qing Dynasty physician Wang Zijie in Selected Annotations to Ancient Formulas from the Garden of Crimson Snow was translated by Scheid, Bensky, Ellis, and Barillet in their book. Uh, adding an astragale radix, huang qi, and cinnamon Cinnamomy cortex rogue to four gentlemen decoction sejenzitang and four substance decoction siwutang uh, produces a complex strategy of hardening and softening. 
The spleen is a soft organ, which is controlled by the hardening herbs in four gentlemen decoction, Sejunzatan. Concerned that excessive hardening may harm its softness, one adds astragali radix huangqi to support the softening qi. The liver is a hard organ, which is controlled by the softening herbs in four substance decoction, Siwutan. Concerned that excessive softening may harm its hardness, one adds cinnamomy cortex, rogue, in order to shield its hardness. Attentive to every detail, this new formula can truly be referred to as all-inclusive, for only the tonification of liver and spleen can be called great, as explained in Chapter 29 of Basic Questions. In, here, in that, uh, that Chapter 29, it says, The spleen normally contacts the stomach and is the essence or earth. Modeling itself on heaven and earth, the earth produces the myriad things. So what this is saying is, and the quote goes on, this is, it, it is, thus, it is the root of the postnatal life. Although the liver is a male yin organ that occupies an inferior position, one has nevertheless to worry about its ability of using its excess to exploit any deficiency. We often, going out of the quote here, we often talk about the liver going and attacking the spleen because the liver can exploit. When the spleen is deficient, the liver excess can go and exploit it. Going back to the quote, hence, one must include a strategy whereby hardening and softening herbs mutually control each other in any formula that augments and tonifies. So that's what this formula does. Harmonizing the liver and constructing the spleen this formula restores the unceasing transformative processes of the middle palace. Middle palace meaning the mid, mid burner, as we say, but it often is the liver and spleen. Establishing it like heaven and earth as a place for the production of the myriad things. Therefore, it is called all-inclusive tonification. So there are several modifications for this formula for palpitation. So that's an unusual awareness of one's heartbeat. Add Shishandra fructus, Wuweza, Zisifi spinose semen, or Swanzao Ren. These are, uh, Swanzao Ren is uh, uh, basically seeds. That's, uh, that's semen seeds. For severe sweating, add Austria concha, Muli, and Flacilla osis mastodi, Longus, Longu Muli. These are the stabilize and bind category of herbs, so they will hold in the sweat. For lung and heart yin deficiency in chronic conditions like bronchial carcinoma or tuberculosis, add polygoly radix, huanger, shishandra fructus, wuweza, and aranthi fructus, jirka. So those for lung and heart yin deficiency, which is a very specific Chinese condition. Additional modifications for malnutrition and emaciation with poor appetite. Add Dioscrio rhizoma, Shan Yao, and Urealis uh, semen, Qian Shi. Qi and blood deficiency causing sores and abscesses. Add Arenti fructus, Jirka, which we, we just mentioned. Cyperi rhizoma, Shang Fu, and Forsythia fructus, Lian Chao. For fatigue and general aches and pains, Add Penelia rhizoma preparatum, or um, bansha, or jir bansha, bansha, and Cinnamomy ramulus, guajir. So Cinnamomy ramulus is the twigs 
of the cinnamon tree rather than the, the cortex or the, the bark, which is what we have in the main formula. Painful obstructive syndrome, Bijong. This is a whole category of, of uh, syndromes in Chinese medicine, which, are, uh, which can cause uh, lots of different things, but we often associate it with things like arthritis or rheumatism or things along those lines. So kind of pained, pain that's kind of there on a chronic basis. You can add Acaranthes bidente radix or Nyoshi and Dipsaki or Dipsaisi radix shujuan. Those are common modifications of this formula. Some more modifications include for general weakness and deficiency combined with Xiaojian Zhang Tang minor construct the middle decoction. Fatigue due to spleen deficiency combined with Gui Tang restore the spleen decoction. Uh, that also adds, Gui Tang also adds an element of spleen and heart to this. Palpitations, fear and fright combined with Yang Xing Tang or nourish the heart decoction. Menopausal symptoms, not responding to nourishing and clear deficiency heat herbs, add aconite radix lateralis preparata, jerfudza. So this is fudza, this is uh, aconite, uh, a very, probably one of the hottest substances we have in our Chinese formulary. And so uh, this is something that's possible to do when uh, there is some, some uh, deficiency in yang, some, some heat needed. Uh, you can add that into the menopausal symptoms. For some comparisons with other formulas, let's talk about that. So <clears throat> one of the things that we've talked about with Shertuan uh, Dabutang is it combines Junzitang and Siwutang, so the four gentlemen and the four substance decoctions. There's another formula that does that as well, which is called eight treasure decoction, or Bajintang. And the difference between Shertuan Dabutang and Bajintang Shertuan Dabutang also adds in that cinnamon and astragalus, which is not in the eight treasure. The eight treasures are just a combination of the four gentlemen and the four uh, substance decoction, and that equals eight. So it does not have the warmth that the Shertuan Dabutang. So both will tonify qi and blood. Shertuan Dabutang focuses more on warming the yang and moving the qi and blood, and is used more for patients with symptoms like cold extremities and or weakness in the lower body. Bajintang can be used for conditions with periodic chills and fevers. So uh, generally, if there's there's not cold involved, probably stick to the Bajintang. If there's more cold involved, you definitely want to start looking at the Shichuan Tabutang. Another uh, formula to look at is ginseng decoction to nourish luxuriance, or Renshin Yang Rong Tang which treats qi and blood deficiency as well. Ginseng decoction uh, to nourish luxuriance uses baisha, white peony, and is slightly cooling. So uh, it's a little bit on the cooling side while Shertuan is on the warming side. Yuan Zhir, Palagala, and Wu Weidza, Shishandra, focus more on the heart. So if there's more heart involvement, you want to look at ginseng decoction to nourish luxuriance. Shertuan uses the warming liver herb Chuangshang, is used more often in gynecologic orders and patterns of liver blood deficiency. So especially if you have some blood deficiency, it can be global, it can be caused by, um, from spleen deficiency, but if there's liver blood deficiency, you want to go with the Shertuan. If there's heart blood deficiency, you might want to think a little bit more about the ginseng decoction to nourish luxuriance. 
what are some of the biomedical indications of this? Why would someone use this from a biomedical point of view? In China, this formula is used to treat anemia, which makes sense because it's a tonified blood uh, formula. Chronic urticaria, so urticaria are hives, not, and non-healing ulcers. Neutropenia, so this is deficiency of neutrophils, which are a, a component of the blood. Chronic atrophic gastritis, so gastritis is uh, stomach, is inflammation of the stomach. Chronic is obviously, it's uh, an ongoing. Atrophic means that it's actually kind of atrophying the stomach. So this is a, a specific condition. Gastric prolapse. So this, the, this, the uh, stomach can actually go out of its normal position and prolapse. Schwachmann or Schwachmann diamond syndrome, which is a rare genetic disorder characterized by pancreatic insufficiency. So the pancreas isn't doing what it's supposed to do. Bone marrow disruption and skeletal abnormalities. So that's a pretty rare genetic disorder. And this has been used to, to treat that. Uh, Meniere's syndrome. So Meniere's syndrome is uh, involving vertigo and, and tinnitus ringing in the ears. It's very distracting, very disconcerting for the patients who have it. And Sheehan's syndrome, which is postpartum hypopituitarism, which means the pituitary is not sending out enough of its hormones as it should. It may help with postoperative recovery. And it's used with chemo and radiation therapy. Generally, I prefer to wait to tonify until the, the therapies are over. Uh, but some people do, do tonify during chemo and radiation therapy. And this is definitely one of those formulas that should be considered in many cases. So the following claims, the science behind this, the following claims are made about Shertron Dabutong. However, there's only in vitro or animal studies to support them. So uh, in vitro... Uh, means in, in the petri dish, in the dish, so bench research, not in live people, which would be in vivo, um, or animal studies, so not done in humans. These are relatively low-quality studies. Well, not low-quality. They can be very high-quality studies, but they're not necessarily relevant to the human, uh, but they indicate that it could be helpful. So some of these include slowed growth of liver cancers induced in rats, increased activation of the immune system and anti-tumor effects. So uh, we see that this can definitely be used in, in malignancies. A retroactive clinical study showed better white cell counts and hemoglobin in breast cancer patients when taking Shertron Dabutong during chemotherapy. So it helped protect during chemotherapy in breast cancer patients. An interesting study shows and in vitro evidence, the combination in this formula produces immunostimulating effects not shown by the individual herbs. What this means is that it can actually help uh, boost the immune system. And none of the, the individual herbs don't show this, but together they, they might have that immunostimulatory effect. It stimulates cytokine production by Peyer's patch cells. So cytokines are uh, chemicals that are used in the body to stimulate various processes and are part, generally considered part of the immune response. Peyer's patch cells are uh, cells, lymphoid type cells that are primarily in uh, gastric system. So those are uh, important as well. So this would stimulate the, the immune response, especially in the, in the uh, gastric system, the digestive system.
A small clinical study showed higher hemoglobin levels in female patients undergoing hip surgery with autologous blood donation when using Sertron Dabutong. So they're uh, undergoing hip surgery. Autologous blood donations means they've done, they've donated the blood themselves for themselves. So when they've done that, there were higher hemoglobin levels in patients undergoing hip surgery when using this. A single case study, so uh, it's a human study, which is useful, but it's only one uh, case study. Case study means uh, one person or maybe a handful of people. So that Sertron Dabutan can help Schwachmann syndrome, which involves pancreatic bone marrow cell uh, dysfunction. So we mentioned that earlier. That was one case study. So there are some potentials for drug-herb interactions. Uh, Huang Qi, Donggui, Renshen, um, Rogui have all been shown to, uh, to potentially inhibit cytochrome P453A4. Now, cytochrome P453A4 is one of our major targets for potential drug-herb interactions. So the fact that these herbs may inhibit it is definitely of concern of drug-herb interactions. Gansau and Shudiwang may induce it. So you have you might have some balancing there between those two. So in other words, four herbs that inhibit, two herbs that induce it, some stronger than others. It might balance out, might not, but it certainly is a concern for drug-herb interactions. Dongwe inhibits P-glycoprotein. So P-glycoprotein uh, is a, another potential uh, target for drug-herb interactions. If you want to know more about uh, the cytochrome P450 and P-glycoprotein, I do have some, some uh, CEUs that are available that will discuss those in much greater detail. Uh, but suffice it to say, there are quite a few potential drug-herb interactions, but most are low-level D-level evidence. Generally, many herbs potentially interfere with anticoagulants, especially Donggui and ginger uh, and, and Renshen. Uh, this is level C evidence, not level D, so it, it's a step above D. Uh, the, the level of evidence go from A to D, A being very strong evidence, um, D being uh, not really any evidence in humans, uh, but there is some evidence supporting the interaction. Level C is where we're starting to see some evidence in humans, but not uh, in major studies, just more case studies. Certainly something to be uh, aware of, but not necessarily definitive. Gonsal may increase blood pressure, that's level C. Renshen may raise plasma levels, levels of raltegravir, uh, which is a, a cancer drug. Shudi may have caused increased side effects when combined with clozapin, uh, quetiapine or olanzapine. Uh, these are all um, are, are all antipsychotics, and so uh, there may be some increased side effects with shooty and antipsychotics. So those are the drug-herb interactions. There are some uh, general concerns for this formula. This is a very tonifying formula, and therefore should not be used in conditions of excess with signs such as a thick coating on the tongue or a strong and forceful pulse. It is warm and therefore contraindicated in patients with heat or excess conditions. Without any more delay, let's get into this wonderful interview with Dr. Min Fan about Shirtuan Da Butang, as well as a few, few curves. So this is an interview with Dr. Min Fan about Shirtuan Da Butang. Thank you, Min. I appreciate Dr. Fan, uh, Daifu. Uh, thank you for... Uh, coming and uh, spending a little bit of time chatting with us. You're welcome, Greg. It's my pleasure to be here. 
Thank you. So uh, Dr. Fon is my personal acupuncturist, and I have been on Sure uh, Chuan for over a year now, I think, which mm -hmm. is um, unusual for Dr. Fon. Dr. Fon usually likes to change up formulas for the seasons, and Absolutely. he had me on this for quite a while, so I thought I'd bring them in as we're discussing this formula and have a little chat about the formula in general and then a little bit more specifically why he chose it for me. And uh, why don't we start with what is it about Shichuan Dabutan that you like? All right. Well, you know, as we know, Shichuan Dabutan Shi means 10. So this formula has 10 ingredients. And uh, from there, four of them is from four gentlemen. And another four ingredients are the four substance of a uh, dengue. Um, they, they are very well balanced, uh, invigorating and uh, tonifying both qi and the blood, and plus the uh, huang qi and the rou gui. And that would make this formula leaning towards the qi tonic. But uh, if we remember, there's a traditional formula called the uh, dengue tonifying blood decoction. And uh, since the Dangui as a name being mentioned as the name of the formula, we assume that a Dangui is the chief herb and also carries the most heavy um, uh, in quantity. But uh, surprisingly, this formula actually has more Huangqi astragalus versus Dangui. And uh, the idea of uh, Dr. Li Dongyuan was to promoting the strength of a qi in order to generating more blood. So even the name of that is a dengue bujie, tonifying blood decoction, but the really is tonifying the qi in order to tonify blood. So coming back to Shichuan Dabutang, by adding huang qi into dengue four and four gentlemen, that would significantly increase the strength of a tonifying qi in order to invigorating and tonifying blood. Then here talks about the difference in between invigorating and uh, tonifying. And the tonifying is the image of increasing the quantity of the qi. And the invigorating is the image of enforce the movement of the qi. So relatively, they both are important, but uh, we must uh, have good quantity in order to have good strengths, good enforcement. So that's why Huang Qi does both, but the more tonifying Qi first. Then Ru Gui adding into this formula just to add more warmth. Um, also is the image of number one, improve and increase the power of a movement. Number two, we all know that Ru Gui has a traditional function of leading the fire back to the source. So Rogui can balance in between yin and the yang and the balance in between tonifying and uh, invigorating. That's another reason keep small amount of Rogui into the formula. Fantastic. So um, as we've, you know, it, it's Shichuan Dabutan. It translates as uh, all uh, 10 all great or all great tonifying decoction. And so it, it, it tonifies the qi in the blood you've mentioned and you also mentioned yin and yang so um, how is it relatively how does it uh, is it more of a qi in blood is it does it sufficiently do yin and yang or does it just support the yin and yang well you know this is kind of a generalized issue because the qi 
symbolizes yang, and the blood symbolizes yin, because the qi is relatively non-substantial, and versus the blood is relatively more substantial. So tonifying blood equivalent to the image of a tonifying yin, and it tonifies qi equivalent to image of a tonifying yang. So this is how to balance the yin and the yang. And uh, then um, we know if we carefully divide those uh, issues, then there's difference in between blood and the yin. But in general, then all the substantial, um, all the substance are considered in, such as the blood, body fluid, and essence, uh, lubrication, muscle tissues. You know, those are considered, all included as yin. So this formula actually they have very gentle and neutral nature. So the it, it's very reasonable to believe that they can. Uh, tonify and harmonize yin and the yang both because of once the yin and the yang become more extreme then it actually turning into yin and the yang uh, for example yang would give more warm temperature more strong force and power and the yin would leaning more towards the substance body fluid and the yin itself um, so at this point and this formula is good for any kind of a yin and a yang of the balance because it has a gentle new, uh, and a neutral nature. Thank you for that. So, you know, Shirtron Dabu Time is one of those basic formulas that are used quite frequently, especially for tonification. Uh, well, it's a tonifying formula, so of course it's used for tonification. Um, why did you choose to use that in my case and for so long? So. And feel free to discuss my case. I'm I'm pretty open and well. In general speaking, you know, when we're learning the herbology, we also we always categorize the formula and the herbs. So, this formula as a Shi Chen Da Bu Tang, as Greg just mentioned, translates as a ten ingredients, the perfect tonifying decoction, and it seems like it tonifies everything. But the, to categorize this formula, it's under the category of a qi and a blood tonic. You know, so as uh, at the at the beginning uh, of uh, practice and the learning, all the students um, simply follow the category of formula. So when they need to pick up a qi and a blood tonic, and the shi quan da bu tang actually it's on the top of their list. But if you're digging into the ingredients and the <coughs> and the, the principle, otherwise the strategy of the uh, structure of this uh, formula, it is actually you know I mentioned earlier it has a very gentle uh, nature and also it's it's named perfectly tonified for good reason because it is a very well balanced among invigorating and tonifying, which is a uh, which are the two opposite uh, treatment methods? You know, so let me get into the the details. For example, the four gentlemen. There's a, supposed to be qi tonics, but besides renshen, sometimes we replace that with dangshen, which is better to strengthening and improving digestion. Traditionally, we call that strengthening spleen, uh, better than renshen. Um, but besides this ingredient and uh, 
Baiju, Fuling, and Gantao. Those are not the strongest qi tonic. They actually functioning gently and uh, by strengthening spleen and uh, tonifying spleen qi in order to improve the entire qi level. So these four gentlemen, you know, they are really gentlemen because they're gentle. They're not very aggressively tonifying. And um, so this is just an example, you know, then looking at the, the Dengue full substance decoction. And uh, th again, they don't just power up all the strong blood tonics. They actually also has a very good function of uh, invigorating blood. Um, so again, this is very gentle. Then by adding Huang Qi, they will improve the Qi movement and the Qi production. You know, then talking about the Greg, and the Greg relatively is in reasonable health condition and the younger age. Well, I'll let him tell you later how old exactly he is. <laughs> um, but uh, from a healthcare perspective, he's relatively in the younger age. So at this point, he does not need very strong heavy duty tonic in order to tonify qi and the blood. Otherwise, he's not terribly deficient. And but at the same time, due to the modern society uh, lifestyle, and for being a professor, being a scholar, and um, being a doctor, and also being a administrator, I assume, and actually it's more than assume because I see more um, functional related, maybe stress related issues. That to be more specific, we need the invigorating qi. We need to transform the fluid in order to reduce the dampness, stagnation. And uh, then also, we need to harmonizing the function among all the organs. And uh, if I have to use the traditional term, it would be harmonizing sanjiao, which is the three burners, involves all the entire organ systems. So to, in order to achieve that, and uh, I need something to uh, cover all those issues perfectly. And of course, you know, there's a, a priority among you know, different issues. Uh, so this is a pretty much the first reason I choose the, this formula for Greg. Thank you. I have a couple more questions to follow up on that. So in general, what, one of the things that you do, and uh, Talk to us a little bit. There's two styles of, of creating a formula. One is to use a traditional formula and modify that. There's sort of also a more modern approach, which is more of a modular approach where you take a, a two or three herb combinations and kind of form them into a formula. Generally, I've seen over the years of going to you, and I've been going to you for quite many years, and you were my teacher over 20 years ago, so yes. we have a long history. I, you tend to be a little bit more on that modular side where you, you take the essence of formulas and kind of combine them for the individual. So it was a little interesting because all my, most of my formulas up to this point were sort of that modular form. And then you put me on Shirtuan Dabitang. So, so talk to us a little bit about that, the, the different approaches okay. and why you chose to go more of a traditional route. All right. Well, this is a very good question because traditionally in the training of a Chinese medicine, there are two styles. One is called the modern style, one is called the classical style. And the modern style just uh, based on the current experience of individual and uh, plus the pharmaceutical study and uh, you know whatever. 
and also people gain exchange the information. And uh, so then people create their own formula for uh, their patients individually. And uh, so we call them modern style. Then there's also traditional style, and uh, which is uh, based on deep understanding and the study uh, from those uh, traditional formulas, such like uh, Dr. Zhang Zhongjing's book, you know, the famous uh, Shang Han Lun and the Golden Chamber. And uh, the traditional style, usually people use uh, fewer herbs and uh, they directly taking the formula exactly as it is, or t at least take the principle from each formula, then make none or very little modification when it's necessary. Um, so when I grew up in China, my professor was a traditional style. He used very few herbs and very heavy dose and uh, combined the strong function together and uh, to achieve the purpose of the treatment very clearly, strongly, quickly, and heavily. Well, I definitely have learned a lot from him, and uh, the traditional Chinese medicine, you know, it's like a, a military strategy. You know, you don't want to add anything in your formula unnecessarily. So each soldier has its own purpose or assignment. So that's a classical style. But then we are living in the modern society and we have a lot of a modern problem. For example, the stress, the depression, and also you know, a lot of modern diseases. For example, the cancer and, uh, or the cardiovascular disorder. You know, seems like uh, those are associated with the modern lifestyle. So then we can't totally ignoring that. Then when we provide healthcare, we have to take that into consideration. And so I also make modification when it's necessary because I think that uh, uh, I prefer as individual practitioner, I should have my own style rather than the uh, modern style or classical style. And uh, then talking about the Greg condition, at the beginning, and when I look at his condition, I was treating something uh, more specific, more individual, and more personal. Otherwise, he has his own, you know. And but once I brought him back to the um, better health condition, and if you forgive me of not being so humble, when I saw the improvement of his health condition and the better balanced, then his care became more maintenance rather than the aggressive treatment. So with maintenance treatment, that was actually allowing me to look into the condition as one of the general public in general. So that would otherwise, that would have more allowing me to do the general care, like a generally invigorating qi and the blood. For example, you know, for these past uh, years, I've seen him improve containing dampness. You know, he has less dampness stagnation. Um, so then I don't have to heavily attack this dampness, then that will give me the opportunity to overall balance his qi and the blood uh, production and the movement. Uh, that's the main reason. And then also Greg mentioned that uh, taking herbal medicine is very seasonal, which is true. You know, we have four different seasons, you know, caused by Mother Earth. Maybe we'll put these to the next question. Thank you very much. So um, 
we have you did mention just mentioned seasonality and and i was used to every season you changing and and that's going back to that i needed a little bit more specifics one of the things that i loved about you changing seasonality was that the formulas seemed to take um the best part of the season and apply it because you'd always say it's summer so we're going to tonify heat um while we're in the summer so uh so what you're saying is i was at a place that i didn't need such aggressive uh approaches would you say that or am i yes stating that too strongly well at the at the beginning of our treatment cycle and i was treating more specific condition you know then the dampness uh, accumulation was one of them and uh, we both realized that was uh, one of the big issues that uh, we were facing but uh, after a while, once we get rid of the dampness accumulation successfully, and then that allow me to go in back to the generalized maintenance care. Okay. Yeah. So by doing the maintenance care, that was the reason that uh, you were on the Shichuan uh, Dabutang for a relatively long time. Great. So let's talk about the next stage because I just saw you a few days ago, uh, a little less than a week ago. Mm -hmm. and you did change me back to a sort of a more modern approach of a formula mm -hmm. uh, as we're entering the winter. Uh, so is that the seasonality? Is there, uh, did you see something that you felt needed to be changed from the Shichuan Dabutang? It's a more seasonality because, uh, you know, we have four different seasons. You know, winter is more, you know, dispersing. If you wanted me to go over those four seasons, yes? Sure, go for it. Okay. So the, the spring is more dispersing, developing. There's a natural uh, young rising. So for that, we need to obey and follow the young rising rather than try to shut it down. But at the same time, we want this young rising to be uh, at a reasonable level rather than, you know, overly aggressive. And uh, then summer is establishment of the young. And uh, then you also, you need to prepare for the yin because in between summer and fall, uh, the season changes ingredient from, uh, changes the, the nature and the category. Uh, changes the category from yang into yin. And um, so we need to take that into consideration. Uh, then fall and the winter, both are the yin season. The fall is for harvest. And uh, there's a killing energy for good, killing all the leaves uh, from the trees, killing all the bugs. And uh, then winter is the season for hibernation and to restore the essence, restore the condition, repair the damage, and prepare for the next year. Um, so winter is the most significant year to uh, tonify and refill kidney gene. But the, then, here will lead to another question, how to refill kidney gene. But it's not everybody suitable to take huge advantage of winter to refill the gene. The only when you're in good, reasonable, workable condition and so this is a uh, where we are and the full greg actually we can go either way it won't be wrong you know earlier i mentioned that greg was on shichuan dabutang for a long period of time because he was doing well throughout the year you know so and uh, for that we do not want to change the nature of our health condition significantly we just let body instinctively lead where it needs to go and uh, also, I did not really see significant lifestyle change in Greg's life, you know. But then, at this point, since uh, he's doing well, and he's, he's in well-balanced health condition, then it actually allows us to take advantage 
of winter season to refill the gene and the, to restore the function. So that's why I ha you know, have decided to just change into that. Um, but again, you know, either way is fine because uh, uh, you probably remember earlier I used the word of uh, workable. A lot of times workable condition actually is very important that uh, we in our treatment cycle when we're facing the challenge, very often we actually have to do the take a first step, which is making the condition become more and more workable before we actually can work on the actual condition as a primary concern. Well, thank you for that. That was a great explanation. You did mention Jing, and I, I, uh, one of the things with Jing, of course, is animal products, and that was a question you had of me, and that's the new formula has quite a few, or at least no, quite three of mm -hmm. the ingredients are animals, which is quite a bit in, in Chinese formulas in general, so to have a, mm -hmm. um, three different animal products. So that, that certainly supports that Jing aspect mm -hmm. of that. I, you know, one of the questions uh, before we get off of the Shichuan Dabutang, uh, when you look at some of the literature, especially around poor substance decoction, the Siwutang, uh, they will talk about the qi of the blood and the blood of the blood, or the substance mm -hmm. of the blood. Would you, do you, you have any thoughts on that? Yes. Well, qi and the blood, they both belong to our body, and uh, you can't perfectly separate them. You know, when we are uh, easy, to make it easy in our process of a learning, process of a thinking, then we sometimes categorize them, and also we have to, if it's possible, then we have to give them a certain quantity or percentage. But the really, the Chinese medicine recognize our body as a whole thing, and the qi and the blood, they are always mixed together. You know, use the traditional theory, then we know that the blood carries qi, and the qi pushes the blood, you know, to keep it simple. So they actually, they run together. You know, when one disappears, the other one has nowhere to stay. They both will die, and they survive together, they die together. So that's why we, we look at them always as a whole thing. Very cool. Thank you very much. You're my first guest on the on the podcast, which is probably this is one of the first podcasts, so that makes sense. I, one of the traditions that I wanted to ask everybody is, as they come on the show, is what is your favorite single herb and why? Mm, good question. Well... Uh, without having time to think about it, just to quickly react, my favorite would be Da Huang, the rhubarb. The reason of that is uh, rhubarb has a very clean and uh, cool nature, and it discharges anything dirty. Um, talking about uh, today's uh, modern lifestyle, and uh, we lot of uh, conditions you know if you can call them disease but sometimes those are not quite a disease they're just the condition including the cancer including heart attack you know those are very critical condition and uh, they actually are created by society created by wrong lifestyle otherwise you know we have uh, so much um, dirty stuff pile up in us both physically and uh, emotionally and those things need to be cleaned out, need to be discharged. And uh, Da Huang rhubarb as the number one choice of um, discharging herbs. And uh, it, it can significantly 
achieve that. Plus, if you deep fried da huang, it turning into the blood level. You know, as earlier we talked about qi and the blood level, and the da huang also can invigorating the blood to clean out the system in the blood level as well. And uh, so that would also, you know, answer our question earlier that uh, you cannot perfectly separating the issue in between qi and the blood. So da huang is my favorite. Interesting. Thank you very much for that. There's something you wanted to give as a piece of advice or wisdom uh, to somebody starting Chinese herbology. Is there anything you might? Well, you know, if I assume our audience can be anybody. If you're one of the general public and they're looking for, you know, some ways to uh, promoting your health condition, you know, taking better care of your loved ones, and the traditional Chinese medicine definitely is a good way to go. And uh, if you're one of the professionals, whether it's the students, the practitioners, or teachers, my colleagues, and uh, you are doing the right thing, I, I'm honored to, to be here to speak with you. But the Chinese medicine carries thousands of thousand years of ancient wisdom from, from China or maybe from somewhere else. You know, and uh, so this is definitely a wonderful thing for the modern society, and good luck to everybody. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Fan. I do want to say that Dr. Fan does have a practice here in San Diego in Mission Valley, and you can find his contact info on uh, the website, spurbsherbs.com. We'll be posting that there. And I just want to thank you again very much for taking time out of your, your busy day and uh, coming by and having a chat with us. Thank you. Thank you, Greg, for having me. And that's it for Shertron Dabutong. Thank you very much for listening today. And... When you buy from Amazon, please go to our website and use the banner ad on our homepage. That will help support us. You can, of course, always get in touch with me at drgreg at spurbsherbs.com. So that's D-R-G-R-E-G at spurbsherbs.com, S-P-E-R-B-S-H-E-R-B-S.com. My name is Dr. Greg Sperber. Uh, you can also contact us at my website at www.spurbsherbs.com. And again, thank you very much for listening. Our next exciting episode of Spurbs Herbs will be on the Chinese single Shaoren uh, Momum Fructus, which I always knew as I always learned as cardamom, but is it really? Let's find out. Spurbs Herbs. The proceeding was presented by Dr. Greg Sperber. We would like to thank Janelle for all her support and everybody else who contributed to this program. Janelle. Timothy, Timothy Dobbins, Dobbins, Roger Campbell.